0: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
2: On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. time. It's my village. I know where they're taking your clan.
3: Bend for your king. Never. Ooh. Kingdom of the
2: Planet of the Apes, only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG 13. Some material
0: may be inappropriate for children under 13.
3: Hello and welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm
2: Kate Halliwell, and I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And this week we're checking in with hunger we're checking in with hungry celebrities doing some hunger games and yeah and uh people hungry for attention clayton from the bachelor i'm talking about you no actually he's just just stupid well done well thank you
4: just (laughs) right off the dome Amelia (laughs) what (laughs) am i
3: okay so let's let's start this off tea time is checking in with hungry celebrities such you know a little bit of just Hollywood news regarding food. So um, the first one, thank you to whoever put this in there. And I'm very sorry. We're recording this like early morning and I it's making me a little quizzy to think about. But Heidi Montag is back on the streets. Page six, of course, had it first. They tweeted, Heidi Montag snacks on bison heart as part of her raw meat diet. And it is a very staged paparazzi photo of her gnawing away at a gigantic slab of like bright red meat from a Ziploc bag with like what appears to be blood like pooled at the bottom of this Ziploc bag. And yeah, that's the news. I think we might've, I mean, I know we covered her other like bull testicles and other raw animal meat um, last week, but she is doing this in an attempt to get pregnant. She's been trying to, um, conceived for the last year and a half so she says you know she's willing to try different things Um, this is what she told people it's a great source of nutrients I have felt incredible on this diet a lot more energy clarity increased libido and overall improvement on chronic pain so that's that
4: Uh, I just can't I I could just do without the photos yeah I just don't want to see it and it's like put it on a plate you know (laughs) I don't mean (laughs) like I mean that's bad too it's like very Hannibal but like it's different <laughs> to see her literally like taking it out of like a plastic bag and like gnawing into it as opposed right. to like, I'm like, can you not use a fork? You know, it does feel like a fork and knife situation. It yeah, does. It, it Like <laughs> even if it was cooked, no one has a, a steak to go and is like True. taking bites out of it. Like, I don't know, a popsicle. You don't take bites out of a popsicle. True, but you know and what I mean? also, you know, her hands are all
3: over it, and it's—I think it's bloody and kind of just—you mm-hmm. know—where is she going? She'll—it's just like
2: why? She's just snapping. I answer. mean, I guess the,
4: the paparazzi are not in her home at her dining table, so she has to make it work. That's, that,
2: exactly. She does. Exactly. That's She's tough. married to Spencer Pratt. You know.
3: I know. Yeah. I think this is it on me reporting on this news. I think yeah, we now can't. we'll just <laughs> let yeah. this be until she decides to give it up. Um, okay, next one, Amelia. <laughs>
2: Um, I'm sorry. Those pictures are insane. Um, so Disney has created for their annual wine or food and wine festival, uh, peanut butter and jelly mac and cheese. And I'm looking at this photo and it's honestly, it's regular mac and cheese, really cheesy, yum. And then they've drizzled uh, what appears to be jelly yeah. on top and added like little, I guess, peanut butter crumblies. And, oh. oh, and then they've also, oh, here, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I have the dish that Disney has described. Um, it's peanut butter and jelly mac with brown sugar streusel and strawberry crackle. The crackle is actually strawberry Pop Rocks candy. So, oh. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's the jelly the, stuff plus the Pop
4: Rocks. That's what I can't do. I'm not against like a dessert pasta idea. Yeah. First sure. of all, the okay. cheese. It's like, if you're going to make it like a dessert, make it a dessert. But like, you can't do the cheese and the peanut butter and the Pop Rocks. Like, you have to choose, yeah, you know? Right. Like, I was in when I thought it was just like a peanut butter sauce with like, j- sure. like with like, like actually yeah. a dessert. I was like, I would eat that. But the cheese and the Pop Rocks. I'm like, it's the, the Pop, Pop Rocks. Rocks. Yeah, the Pop, it's Rocks, the Pop Rocks. Rocks. Yeah, make
3: it <laughs> <laughs> So agreement. no one's eating
4: this? No one's I, I eating think, it. I would no. try it. I would do one bite. One Pop bite? Pop Rocks are the yeah. deal breaker for
3: me. I can't. Agreed. That. But I would yeah. try it otherwise. I love a good PB&J. That was like my office lunch
4: for many years. Um, Anyway, let's keep going. Kate? Also in Disney food, there have been a lot of articles this week on the Star Wars Disney experience. Um, They open their like Star Wars experiential hotel. Mm-hmm. And in that experience, they come with like a different dinner every night. So you're eating. It's like It's not and it's not like, oh, it's like Luke's diner or like Leia's, you know, tattooing (laughs) breakfast. It's like, really? It's like, no, it's like really nerdy (laughs) deep cuts. Like it's like an alien. It's in like one the one frame of this. And then it's like a dinner based on them. And I'm like. You would not want this unless you were like, really? I didn't even know the names. And I have (laughs) seen Star Wars. It was like Goya's uh, whatever experience. I was like, that's (laughs) not a person. You're like, who is that? So uh, some of this food, um, there are two strategies that appear to have been applied to this Star Wars (laughs) uh, experience, food experience. One is just naming Meats after aliens. So one is like fried tip-yip. And it's like, it's chicken. And they just decide that in this hotel, chicken mm. is called tip-yip. And then it's like, sure. you're, just eating, you're just eating chicken nuggets. Also along those lines, bantha steak. I guess bantha is like the buffalo of the Star Wars world.
2: A oh, lot so of, Heidi's lot eating it. Beef. <laughs>
4: yes. A lot of beef dishes that are just like bantha, whatever. And it's like, okay, that's just beef. The other strategy appears to be dyeing things blue. There Uh. is blue butter that is served with some volcanic black flatbread and some purple ube rolls. Which, like, Mm. okay, I would probably eat blue butter. There's a blue iced falusian shrimp cocktail that they've dyed with like butterfly pea flower tea, uh, and they're overflowing with dry ice when they arrive at the table.
2: Wait, I I don't think I would eat blue shrimp thoughts the blue shrimp literally looks like someone took a yeah. sharpie one of those blue sharpies and just drew over the shrimp it's Correct. nasty yeah really n- i don't like shrimp anyway so that's a no on several levels for <laughs> me there's a
4: green pb and j for the kids The they dye the sunflower butter green oh, liz. liz would you eat a green pb and j thoughts Oh uh, wait which part is green the butter the peanut butter part mm, yeah actually yeah, sure give it a shot Um, and then just a lot of blue and green cocktails. So, Mm. you know, of all of this, I thought that there was a picture of like some rainbow dumplings that I thought looked pretty Mm. good. Like where they just, you know, the, the breading is dyed. I was like, that's fine. I would eat those. But the rest of this uh, green, green and blue, blue food is just a no for me. I don't. Like I think blue people food. aren't thinking of the consequences after they eat this food. <laughs> when
3: you eat that many different multicolored yeah. food, what do you think is going to happen, you guys? I just That's a don't great think point. People are thinking. I don't. Yeah. I don't. That's or you know, point. make one course kind of a multicolored, but to eat, you know, appetizer, main course, dessert, a lot, it's and a, a cocktail lot of blue food with color. like yeah. a dyed— you yeah. know, I just don't. Know You're that that's so a good right. Idea. It's gross. Yeah. Not <laughs> for me. You're so
2: right. Yeah. Um.
4: Okay. Two other food items. Not to rip off Food News, by the way, which is a fabulous podcast uh, on the Ringer Food News feed. This is celebrity mm-hmm. food news. It's different. Um. Right. Megan The Stallion has a new song with Dua Lipa called "The Sweetest Pie." It's not about pie, but in partnership with Goldbelly, she has released her own pie to promote the song. Um Ooh. It is called Megan's H Town Hottie Pie. And Mm. it is a twist on a pecan pie. It has a gooey texture full of coconut, pecans, and butterscotch chips, dusted in glistening edible gold. Yum! Sounds delicious. I won't lie. Sounds really good. Uh, (laughs) So she did like a whole video where she was like tasting all of the pies from this service, which also all look delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm in, I'm definitely in on this. If I was a celebrity, I would want to like release my own pie. You know, that's just, everyone loves pie. Cool, Absolutely. Also gold belly is great. This is just great. I love this partnership. Mm -hmm. Yes. Agreed. Um, all right. Final, final food news item. Netflix has ripped off myself and Amelia, our intellectual property. (laughs) Uh, they have released a show called, is it cake? Which, if longtime listeners remember, Amelia Wedemeyer and I had a podcast uh, last year during the Great British Bake Off called Everything is Cake, where we answered that question. So they don't need to ask it. We already said, yes, everything is cake. Right. Um, mm-hmm. This show is a competition series. It is inspired by the same thing that our title was inspired by, which was... A couple years ago, all the trends of people cutting into, like, the hyper-realistic cakes. People being like, oh, it's all cake. We thought it was a person, but it's cake. Mm -hmm. Um, So, this is hosted by Mikey Day. And bakers come together, and they are tasked with creating a cake that looks like an everyday object. So, like, a shoe, beach ball, cash register. And then they have to fool a panel of, quote-unquote, celebrities... Uh, into thinking that it's a real thing and not a cake. So like they, they, celebrities are like on one side of the room. The cakes are like on like, you know, like pedestals on the other side of the room. And among them are like real objects. And they have to tell from kind of far away before Mikey Day cuts it in half with the sword, uh, which is something that happens, whether it's a cake or whether it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, celebrities include Karamo Brown, Lonnie Love, Michael Yo, Bobby Moynihan, Fortune Feimster, Rebecca Black, King Princess, Arturo Castro, Heidi Gardner, and Brittany Broski. So, you know, like I said, definitely like D-list. Here's the craziest part. So, you know, they're trying to make these cakes. They're trying to fool these people. If they manage to have the best tasting cake that also fools the celebrities, they win $5,000. However, they can double that to $10,000 if the bakers themselves can look at a bag of money and a cake that looks like a bag of money and tell which one is the cake and which no. one is the real bag of money. No. I know. So that's a real like a uh, dystopian addition. Um, mm. if they guess it right, they get ten thousand. If they guess it wrong, they still get five thousand and then they get to come back the next week to compete. So
2: Oh, nice. Amelia, okay. I, mean, yeah, yeah. I might you watch? be in. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: sorry. It doesn't matter what I think. I was not on everything. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> I agree. I think Lou, I, I actually And Liz consumed everything as cake. So I did. She, there you go. You may now also consume. Is it cake? Yeah, actually, I was looking this up and it got pretty good reviews. There was someone oh. like some British guy from The Guardian who was like, I expected this to be trash. And then he's like, and then I watched all of it and it was great. So I don't know. Still so there. Yeah, I guess it could be something. You never know. Hmm. But I still will hold a grudge about the name.
3: Sure. Okay, we'll stay we'll stay tuned for that. Great.
4: Um, okay, next category not
3: work the tea this week in social media and relationship news, Amelia.
2: Yes, so Bella Hadid is on the cover of the new issue of Vogue. She looks great. And in it, she revealed, she confirmed longstanding suspicions that she had a rhinoplasty, a nose job, when she was 14. And that makes me really sad. And she said in the uh, profile, I wish I had kept the nose of my ancestors. I think I would have grown into it. And she also said that it's a decision she regrets. And I can't help but think freaking Yolanda Hadid, this witch, has (sighs) freaking made her daughter feel so insecure that she needed to get a nose job at 14. Like, who does that? I'm sorry. You obviously have to get parental consent. And she obviously, you know, said, okay, yeah, sure. Get a nose job because you're ugly. I, mean, she, I don't know if she said that specifically, but it, that seems to be kind of the trend, the underlying yeah, um, right. and this theme is, here. And this is
3: not the first time Yolanda has, like, contributed no. to the insecurities no. of these two sisters as they've grown up, obviously they're very successful model now, but there's that really famous scene that is on camera where Gigi was like, Oh, I'm so hungry. And then Yolanda was like, eat an almonds or like eat a couple almonds slowly or something like that. Yes.
4: Yes. There's,
2: I think you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. 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 And it's her on the real housewives of Beverly Hills. And she's like, all right, here's a cake for Gigi. And then I'm going to have you eat like this little tiny inch square of cake. And she's like, you can't eat anything else. Yeah, and she's just. She's also criticized Gigi's eyes for looking Chinese, quote unquote. She actually said that on camera, and oh. she. I guess Bella has said, or people are saying, if you because I haven't watched all the seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but apparently Yolanda was saying like, oh, you know, Gigi is the all American looking one, and you know, Bella's not, which is really fucked up. That's so fucked up, and it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and honestly, I don't, I mean, seems like their dad wasn't there to do anything, so I'm mad at him, too. But I know this stems from Yolanda, because she right. is honestly a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Right.
3: She was talking about Gigi's, like, volleyball body. You know, they're, yeah. like, built so yes. big, You know, just, oh, my God. So, this is not surprising, but, yeah, sad. This it's happened. really sad. And
2: fourteen is
4: so young. I wasn't even allowed to pierce my ears at fourteen. Man, I, you, you're a child. You weren't even watching. TV you can't yet, make decisions. <laughs>
2: it's, no. You can't make decisions for yourself at that age. You're still too yeah. young. I just like Yolanda Hadid. She's a horrible person. I'm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Sorry, evidence yeah. supports
4: it. It's seriously. Yeah. Agreed. What's the next one, Kate? Um, other pop culture news this morning. They announced the co-chairs for this year's Met Gala it's part two of the boring American Met Gala. (laughs) If you remember the first one we kind of did a two-parter because they skipped a year. Um, so the first one was in September. The second part of, uh, this whole American fashion thing is obviously the first Monday in May, which is called in America An anthology of fashion. And I have to tell you, this may be an all time low for fashionable Met Gala hosts. Uh, this year it is Regina King. Great. No complaints. That's the only one. Uh, (laughs) Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds have been chosen to host an event about history in America, which seems given oh, no. what we all. Oh, no. The world criticizes them for most. Uh, oh, their no. plantation wedding seems like <laughs> setting them up for failure. Wow. Obviously, Blake has had a lot of like big Matt Gala moments. Like it makes sense from a fashion standpoint, but I'm like, sure. no one raised their hand in that room and was like, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was a choice that someone made. Also, he's uh, Canadian. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, he <laughs> is. And then, uh, you know, icon of fashion. The first thing you think of when you hear Lynn Manuel Miranda is oh my god, no. his no. fashionable uh, <laughs> wardrobe. I'm assuming that one oh was more of, of the historical American thing, sure. but then I'm like, okay, how do you yeah. think about his relevance to that and not <sighs> think about? He's just everywhere. The other though. two. He's I know, so I'm tired annoying. of him. And his fashion I'm is sorry. not good. No one has no, ever been like, Oh, I love that outfit on him. Um, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and that's it. Other than uh, okay, well. Anna Wintour and Tom Ford, who are like always, the you know, whatever. Yikes.
2: Yeah. Tough. Well, if you didn't think that all the influencers being invited was the beginning of the end, this is really signaled. This <laughs> right. is I yikes. don't know why we can't do better,
4: but I guess we can't. I don't know.
2: Um, I guess we can. Yeah, very
4: tough. Okay, one more thing from me from this morning. Poor Emma Watson uh, was trending on Twitter today. And I was like, why is Emma Watson trending? I don't have enough things in this tea time outline. Like, let's find out. And first thing I was scrolling through was all these like turfs, all the JK Rowling supporters talking about how Emma Watson is a fake feminist. And I was like, why did this come up? Like, why are we talking about this? Turns out Emma Watson was at the BAFTAs looking beautiful and she was talking to a fan and signing something and apparently talking to a fan about how they have the same phone case, which is, you know, cute, oh, personable. Fun. And this fan took a picture of Emma Watson talking to her in a very animated way. And it's an unflattering picture. She, it's not even that unflattering. It's not though. that <laughs> unflattering. It's not that unflattering. But it's, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, you open up your phone and you have the front camera facing and you're like, well, sure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it, you know, I'm sure it's one of those pictures that Beyonce would be like, take this down from the internet. <laughs> yeah. But. I guess the people are just out to get Emma Watson, literally like 12,000 tweets about her today of people making fun of this what? picture oh posting my God. It next to like,
2: they wish she looked like that. They looked like, right. This.
4: Like, honestly, and like, I literally couldn't even find the picture first. It was all pictures of like the red woman from uh, game of Thrones. When she gets really old, people were like, Oh, Emma Watson, oh, this is what my being God. a feminist does to you. I was like, what is happening? Stop. And then it turns out that it's just this picture that is not that bad. That is so. St- I know. I hate it. Wow. So it was really annoying. And I can't believe I'm out here like shooters for Emma Watson, but leave her alone. She's <laughs> living her life, being great. And, you know, speaking out against J.K. Rolling, which like is more than some of her co-stars have done. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, leave her alone. She looks great. Great.
3: I'm here to cleanse this category. Please do. Before I go to cringe mode. Can I just say how much I love People Magazine, like the physical magazine? It comes to my doorstep at least like 14 days after whatever we recorded (laughs) for that week on Tea Time. Like I'm rereading at least like two weeks worth of old news, but I read it anyway. I flip through all of those pages. My mom and I have done it my whole life. It's like this very sacred thing I will always do, even though I know so much about pop culture now and I I can't shed it. So I'm cleansing it because this week's cover story, and by this week, I mean, I will probably receive this at the end of the month, but it is Samuel L. Jackson and his wife. And it is the sweetest story about their marriage of 41 years. Great cover of them talking about the secrets to success, how they raised their child, what they did every summer, how they balanced his, they're both crazy lifestyles. Um, She's a Tony nominated actress. He's obviously been in, Every movie, every movie ever, every made. Movie ever created. Um, yeah. They talk. I didn't know this. They talk about how he became addicted to drugs in the '90s, and it oh. was his wife who helped him get into rehab. He's been sober and in recovery for more than 30 years. Nice. Anyway. Just a real pure article. And I just feel like as I dumpster dive and just Jared every single week, (laughs) I'm just not getting that kind of content from these other websites. People Magazine, I just hold so dear in my heart. (laughs)
4: That's so nice. This is two weeks in a row of you hyping up People Magazine.
3: Oops, well, I'll still do it. It's great. (laughs) I
4: appreciate your loyalty.
3: I look forward to receiving this in about 14 business days. Yes. (laughs)
0: This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee.
3: Because this might be our longest one yet. We are covering The Hunger Games for the 10th anniversary this month. Wow, Kate, I know
4: you have some thoughts at the top. I'm just going to toss it right to you. We've been saving The Hunger Games. There have been a couple times in the history of cringe mode when we were like, should we do The Hunger Games? It seemed like an obvious, you know, we haven't done a big series really since Twilight and Magic Mike. And High School Musical. And high Whatever. school, you're right. So we've done a couple, but <laughs> Hunger Games was an obvious, uh, obvious one that we kind of had in our pocket. And we've been waiting for the anniversary. It's finally time. I know we kind of want to break down, like, we have a range of interactions with the series. So I read all the books, was, like, very into them mm. when they were first coming out. I think I've read them several times. Maybe not the last one. <laughs> i yeah. read the other two several times. And I think I've seen the first three movies. I don't think I've seen the last one. Liz, okay. oh, what is your experience with the Hunger Games?
3: I have read all of them. In my house, it was like a Harry Potter family. I was mm. the black sheep reading Hunger Games. Oh, Didn't really, know. Harry Potter did not call to me in the way that this book series did. You're so not that like, like other girls. My <laughs> corner. Loved these books. And then only watched the first movie. I have no Whoa. idea what's coming next. So that's my experience. Even though I mean, you it. read the book? Yeah. Don't remember a thing. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> Amelia, what about you?
2: I think I was a little too old and also I was just like, you know what? I can only handle one dystopian How teen dare you? fantasy like series. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I literally was like, I can only do one and I guess I'd choose Harry Potter. And Harry mm. Potter is um, so iconic to me. So, uh, but I mean, I had obviously heard of it and was like, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, cool. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. also, really quick,
4: this also like kicked off the dystopian craze like we there was a while we could not escape you know mm. the chosen one brunette girl who had special so true you know abilities and was choosing between a blonde boy and a dark haired boy or and, a brunette boy I wow. mean isn't the main yeah. I mean like all of these all like, of weird them. I mean yeah. there was like a good five years where like you know, Divergent, we'll do Divergent someday too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Bargain bin Hunger Games. Um, I was really into Divergent as well, but I bet you uh, were. I mean, there were just a ton. It was like, everyone wanted to do this. It was sort of Mm. like post Twilight vampire craze. It was like, we went from that to then like the dystopian chosen girl phase. And now Mm. I guess, I don't know what we're in, Uh, but we could not escape that. This really kicked that off and it it had a chokehold on society for years. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we watched the first one. Amelia, this was your first time watching the movies. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, exactly. I, um, man, I.
0: All I'm gonna say,
2: <laughs> I, I don't know why it took me so long. I just was like, I guess I have other stuff to do. I freaking loved this movie. That <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I started the second one right after watching the first one, but then it was like midnight, and I was like, I'm tired. So then I went to sleep. But then yesterday, I was like. I got to finish this. So I finished the second one and I'm, I'm already on the third one. Oh Um, my God. This is a first in cringe mode
4: history that anyone has willingly gone on to the next one. uh, Yes. Ahead of time. I don't think that's ever (laughs) happened before. Um, I guess I should do the plot really quick before we get into the rest of our highlights. Hunger Games. If you like Amelia were under a rock in uh, 2012 is basically just like, like I said, it just kicked off this like chosen girl narrative it's a dystopian world called like Panem. Society is broken up into like 12 districts. Basically, like one is super rich, super affluent, and then all the way down to 12, which is like the minors who, you know, have no rights mm. and, and work mm. and et cetera. Katniss is from District 12. Every year, they choose a man and a woman from every district to compete in the Hunger Games. Uh, mm. For some, some reason, it's like to memorialize a war or something. And so they have to go to the Hunger Games. This man and this woman from every district, 24 tributes. And fight to the death until a victor emerges. And everyone watches it on TV and it's supposed to, like, make people happy. (laughs) Um, Obviously, uh, Katniss ends up going. Her sister gets chosen. She volunteers. She goes with PETA, who's like a baker boy from her neighborhood. Um Sorry. she leaves her her best friend slash you know love interest Gail behind. He doesn't have a very big part in this movie, we'll talk about it. Um and basically she goes to the arena, she I don't know, fights all these kids. She and Peter are the last two uh surviving. They decide to each like eat these poison berries to sort of like say fuck the fuck the man, basically. Uh and they're like, oh no we can't do that. We have to have a winner. So, uh, basically they like save them at the last minute and they're the, the dual victors of the 74th hunger games. Did I miss anything? Nice. Big. That was a real gloss okay. over <laughs> the main parts of the book. No. Honestly, if you haven't seen it, it you should watch it. Uh, yeah. There's the a
3: big brother government, you know, which I think yeah. will play a bigger role yeah. in the the other movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she kind of incites a little bit of rioting in and yes. home district. She starts a you revolution. Know, like, Hell yeah. Anyway, Okay, so let's do the highlights. Um, and there are a good amount. So can I just say, this is a very uh, rock solid cast for like, quote oh unquote, my God. Like a tween movie or a movie directed towards the younger generation. You got Lenny Kravitz, Woody Harrelson, obviously Jennifer Lawrence, Liam Hemsworth, Elizabeth <laughs> Banks, Stanley Tucci. They're just like firing away in this movie. And I thought besides one person, everyone was pretty perfectly cast and did a phenomenal job.
4: Do you guys I agree? Yeah. Yes. yes this book was like a big deal right ahead of the movie. So I think like it was pretty easy to get people to sign on. Um, And we do get some bigger names later on as well. Not bigger names, but like Julianne Moore comes up eventually. And like, they definitely bring people in. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think is in the next couple. So I think once Mm -hmm. they really blew up, it was easy to get big people. into the movie. Yeah.
3: Rock solid 10 out of 10, except for one person we'll get to. Um, Second, uh, this is kind of dark, but we always have to call out a makeover montage scene, which mm. does appear in this movie. Um, but she's being groomed to die, unfortunately, and go play. The games are <laughs> like really fun. I know, Kate, you like this portion of the movie. It's like before they get into the arena and start all dying, they kind of, yeah, they like wine and dine them for a couple days, mm. um, get the public interested in the people yeah. and the contestants. Anyway, she gets a whole makeover, and um, we love that here at Tea Time. We do. No matter we the love circumstances, makeover.
0: So
4: true. Next one. Um, My highlight is that in general, I think this movie is actually very well done. It's Mm -hmm. like very bleak at times. There are times where I'm like, okay, it's like, didn't have to be quite this like dark and gritty, but, um, the first arena scene in particular, they pop up into the arena. They're all standing on these podiums. There's like a mountain of, you know, guns and weapons and swords, not guns. I think it's just swords, bows and arrows, et cetera. And then they can choose either to go, kill each other, fight for the supplies or like run off. And like the sound just like drops out. It does the Mm -hmm. thing where it's like, you know, you can kind of hear her heart beating. She's looking around like clearly adrenaline is pumping. And it's just like a very engaging scene. It's very stressful and tense. Um, And it's like, you know, 45 minutes into the movie so there's like a lot to go but it's like I was like oh my god this is like the action highlight for me right yeah. now there's yeah. a great use of sound not to be mm. weird but like it was a, yeah, <laughs> very weird. suspenseful not to make an actual cinematic note on this movie this no you're right this
3: is a picture now um, yeah yeah agree. but this next one is also really good go ahead Amelia
4: <laughs> oh
2: um, I'm sorry I just I don't think I've laughed this hard out loud at a movie in a long time but like when <laughs> when PETA was described High as fucking rocks? <laughs> that took me out. I thought that was so fucking funny.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's definitely
2: one of those things that
4: works in the book and doesn't really work in the movie. Oh, my God. Like, it was, yeah. but it was like not, out of nowhere. He would not spend hours painting his face to right? look like a rock. Right. Like a, but right he did. he's seriously
3: injured. He's like on the brink of death, right? right? <laughs> so I, how is he How is painting? He
4: somehow like, does this ball? Like, like, stage makeup camouflaging uh, himself into the rocks. I'm like, okay, uh, this is not... Is not, Oh, that uh, was so yeah. funny.
2: That was so funny. <laughs>
4: it's really something. Um, another scene that I
2: really liked that
4: I don't remember the books well enough to know that this is in there, but I kind of think it's an addition for the movie is they show Seneca who's Wesley Crane and he's kind of the game master and they keep cutting to him in sort of like The game design room where he's working with all these people and Katniss is getting too close to the edge, for example. And he's like, let's add a tree there. Let's push her back and like, let's start a fire there. And they're like using all this tech stuff and all this stuff is like popping up in the arena. It was Mm -hmm. cool. I was like, oh, yeah, let's add a tree there. See what happens.
2: (laughs) That is (laughs) cool. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Well, just in general, I know I said this, but this movie is actually like really good and fun. Like, yes, it is. It's just like a fun, good movie. It's suspenseful. Yeah. I don't know. It's got good action. Also, like a lot of movies,
4: I think, who are like the first one in a long series like this, it's just like a lot of setup. And mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But like, I think they do a good job of pacing where it's like you feel like you spend a lot of time in the arena, but like you're not too confused going in. Mm-hmm. That's true, um, Kate. It's just like a very solid adaptation. I
2: think Very yeah. true. All
4: right.
3: Let's do the low light. Go ahead, Amelia.
2: Okay. I... And I do love the entry scene when they're, you know, going into the arena. That was cool. But like when they put the fire on them for like, (laughs) they're like, our suits are on fire because it represents strength or something. I... I'm sorry, but the fire looks so fake. It looked like someone had downloaded like a, a JPEG and they're like, okay, we'll just uh, put that in there and post And It just, I don't know it that was not realistic to me. I'm sorry. This, the CGI for this movie was just not there yet. It was yeah. not. I don't know what was
4: happening in 2012. I, for some reason, I would have thought that it would have been better. Uh, but yeah, like their fire on the chariot is really bad. Her fire on her dress. She does mm-hmm. like the spinning dress moment. Yeah. Um, that looked really bad. There are a couple se- scenes in the arena where I was like, ooh, I don't know. I don't, we just, I guess we weren't quite there. And I remember, <laughs> I think in the next movie, they're significantly better. So maybe the budget mm. wasn't quite there. I don't know. Let's hope. Um, but yeah, the fire looked ridiculous in the chariot scene. Yeah, it did. Next one. Okay. My major low light with this whole series, and I'm very sorry, Josh Hutcherson. Hey, Where yes. did he go? Why was he there in the first place? Aww. He plays PETA uh, in this movie. I remember being actively annoyed when they cast him. I was like, who's this little yes. short nobody who's gonna be competing with Liam Hemsworth?
3: Like, right. what? That's the thing. In the books, the great, it's like the will she want, which one will she end up with? And it evolves over the course of time, but like it's Gail versus PETA. And when it's Liam Hemsworth versus Josh Hutcherson, and even just like Gail's character is supposed to be a little bit like more shy, not like meek because he's like, you know, survives all of these people, but. Right. This was a huge, huge miscast
4: for me, and an otherwise like really perfectly cast movie. I think. And I, if he'd gone on to have some sort of like great career, I would have been like, okay, like <gasps> they saw something that what? we didn't see. What is Josh Hutcherson doing? Well, Damn. what has he done?
2: Okay, he's still like famous, is he? Yes. I just, that's sad. I don't mind him. I just don't like the blonde hair. But um yeah, it just, my problem. Yeah, yeah. it more ahead. comes with like. Robert
3: Pattinson versus Taylor Lautner. You're like, okay, you pick one and they're like, uh, not an even toss up, but pretty even toss up. And then you got this and it's like, she really struggles with this. And then, well, we can get into spoilers later, but I just am really unsatisfied Mm. with this. Um, And I know that Liam Hemsworth and actually the guy who played Cato, Alexander Ludwig
4: auditioned, for PETA. Yeah. Didn't wow. get it. I also looked at who else did. I liked yeah, I Evan curious. Peters was my favorite of the, the ones. Evan Peters auditioned Lucas oh, Till. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, yeah, was Lucas in the, Till, yeah. The Taylor Swift music video. Oh my um, God. He, he auditioned. And Montana, the, movie? And the yeah. person I'm glad they didn't go with was Alex Pettyfer. I don't know if you remember him, oh, but he's, he's like. He's the just, kid in Magic Mike. Yes. He's just like a blonde block of wood. I'm like, oh, that would have been. I mean, he's really hot, <laughs> but like that would have been ter- a terrible oh, acting oh, choice. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like Evan Peters would have done a good job. I Peta. love Ed, Evan Peters. Yeah. yeah. wait, He's okay. got the charisma. What about one of the guys from like Teen Wolf? I feel like they could have done it. Justice. Dylan O'Brien? No. Dylan, Dylan
4: O'Brien is PETA? I would have been in on that. You know, I love Dylan O'Brien.
3: Oh, maybe You know what? I know he can't be in dual franchise, but I do think Taylor Lautner would have hit this out of the park.
4: <laughs> I think he's a really good second for like a, a leading man. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, also, I wanted to shout out a sneaky Jack Quaid. Uh, who is oh, now yeah. like an actual star. He has the career that Josh Henderson missed out on. Um, but oh. he, uh, he kills, uh, you know, well, He's a La's nepotism baby Stenberg. though. Stenberg. Yeah, he is. I know. He, is. he has an unfair advantage. But still, he does have a very, very small role in this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Next, low light. Uh, this movie's is pretty long. It's like two and a half hours. However, is it
2: really? Yeah, I
4: think it's like two minutes, two hours and like 20 minutes. Could have fooled me. (laughs) See, that's how you know Amelia enjoyed it. She's not out here going 90 minutes or die. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really liked all the pre arena buildup in the book. Like you get a lot Mm. of like, you know, scoping out other contestants and Mm -hmm. like Woody Harrelson's character is like an alcoholic, but like he's really likable and fun. And they talk with Effie, who's like... um, What's her face? Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. There's all the politics of like trying to get people to like them mm-hmm. and having this sort of That's fake relationship funny. and trying to get ranked really well. And like, it's just a lot of cool, like sort of like political buildup before they just get into the arena and start killing each other. Um, Wait, and I just, I just a, a question?
2: <laughs> Go yeah. ahead, Amelia. Yes. Wait. So the whole ranking thing, like I get, I get that she was like ranked really high and everyone's like, oh my God. But what, what does that even mean? Does doesn't. It doesn't matter, really. That's so why I think it's because you want people to send you gifts. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, my. God. Okay.
4: So she gets that when she, her leg gets burned or whatever, and she's in the tree right. and someone sends her. It's like the rich people, if they're rooting for you, if they bet on you and they're rooting for you, okay. they can send right. you stuff.
2: Got it. I, think. I so did not get that. So that's the benefit, that. okay. I believe. I get that now. Got it. Right. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah,
4: that kind of stuff. You know, it's like we could yeah. use a little more buildup, I think, a little more explanation. Yeah. Yeah. You're right.
2: Make this a series. I'd watch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's totally sick. But honestly, I would have been watching all the live streams of the Hunger Games if I lived in this reality. I'd be going over to the Hunger Games Reddit and reading all the (laughs) tea on the tributes and how they can win. Like, I would be all over this. I'd freaking be like, yeah. I think you would live in the
3: capital with those. We'll
4: uh, (laughs) we'll talk about the ringers coverage plan Uh, later on. For The
3: Hunger Games. Yes. Quickly, MVP. I'm giving it to Stanley Tucci, who (laughs) not narrates this movie, but is like the MC of the event and is like the host on television, kind of walking the audiences through um, the actual people in the game. Fabulous role for him. He knocks it out of the park every time, but this, he is so, so specifically great at. Um, and he's I so good. can't
2: say enough good things. Oh, my so gosh. I agree. so funny. Like and he's so believable. Smile. And yeah, ah, I know. It's amazing. You like would
4: be. like Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> anyway.
0: Great. Uh, that was Kate. genius. Genius uh, casting.
4: I agree that Stanley Tucci is the lead. I also really like Woody Harrelson uh, mm-hmm. in this role. And Donald Sutherland is also really scary oh God, as President yeah. Snow yeah. when he's like talking about like if you saw the underdogs, you wouldn't root for them. I was like, Oh Ooh. damn. Yeah. He's great. Scary. But with that said, I know I just picked four MVPs in one. Uh, I'm going to take Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence for this one because she did what she had to do. Uh, she did. With this movie, you know, she was coming off of like her Oscar nomination for winter's bone or whatever. And I think like her being a serious actress helped everyone else in this movie. to Take it seriously. Yeah. I was looking mm-hmm. at a list of other actresses that auditioned and were considered Emma Roberts was one of them. Uh, Haley Steinfeld was on there. Mm. Oh there my was just God, like, yeah. And, and there's some, you know, I think Haley Steinfeld's a good actress actually, but like they're, I think mm-hmm. they could have gone more like young adult CW with sure, it. Yeah. And they yeah. instead were like, we're going to cast this unknown Oscar nominated, you know, previously unknown Oscar nominated yeah. actress who's like, is right. going to take this seriously. And I think it really helped. I will say her sulky moments kind of bug me, which I think is a character character issue mm. also. But like yeah. every now and like PETA says he loves her on live television and she like pushes him into a wall and like <laughs> chokes him. I'm like, was that necessary? <laughs> you know who would have been really good at that? And it was right around the same
3: time, but so it wouldn't have worked. But Sophie Turner and her mm. character oh. in Game of Thrones, I can yeah. just see that kick ass like That's warrior. Might have been a, a little also- young. She, a she is a, for a that, little
4: too young, but it's true. She has the right energy as well. I think she Saoirse does. Ronan was also oh. uh, in talks You know, I love Sersha. Huh. Yeah, she's not so much do. like an action star. I do think um, Jennifer Lawrence really pulls off like the athleticism when she's yeah, like, actually in the totally. arena. It's like, I believe that you can actually run really fast and shoot this right. ball. Like you just seem like very athletic, but yeah. And you know, Saoirse is like, you know, very willowy and um, I'm not sure, but yeah, she does a good job. Jennifer Lawrence yeah. was the right was the right pick for this for sure.
2: I agree, and also you know, last week I was saying Hillary Duff, you can't cry, give her some tears. Jennifer Lawrence is like crying every second of this movie, so I'm yes, like, yeah, is good is job. very upset. good job. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give mine to Lenny Kravitz just because I love Lenny Kravitz, and mm-hmm. seeing him in this, I was like, oh my god, it's Lenny Kravitz, and so that was <laughs> exciting, and then I immediately Great. Googled Lenny Kravitz skincare and. He's just like, I live in the Bahamas and I put sand on my face. And I was like, <laughs> wow, Y'all, damn okay. it,
4: celebrities.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> would him
4: say to the list. Letty Kravitz's character doesn't get enough credit for these movies because he's the one who's like, I'm going to give you these sick outfits and make people yeah. care about you, even though you're like not friendly and no one does. <laughs> and like that kicks everything off. Like if she'd been wearing yeah. a paper bag, like nobody would have cared. So, so true. So true. Props to Lenny. So true. Okay, also, he looks great oh, with the eyeliner. Sorry. Okay, yeah,
3: sorry. the gold oh, eyeliner. Oh, he yeah. does. Yeah. Um. Let's do a very... This is not even lightning round. No. These are just other questions, questions we questions. have about the... Okay. <laughs> exactly. The best slash craziest capital fit.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, there's a scene... I don't even remember when this was, but I took a screenshot. They're, like, walking in behind Effie, and uh, <laughs> ah. Jennifer is wearing this, like, a latex bodysuit, but it's like really accentuating her shoulders like she has shoulder pads and like really skinny waist but like larger hips and I was like oh my is that Kim K like what the fuck is going on I really I thought it was it literally because, looks like a Kim Kardashian
4: like uh, in the Kanye West era where
2: she was wearing all black
4: yes yeah, she is serving us body yaddy yaddy
2: and I'm just like <laughs> hell yeah
3: that was
4: written in that line I was so hoping you would say that out loud
2: yeah thank
4: you thank you Oh, it's true it's true this does not fit the prompt but really quick i just need to talk about the chokehold that katniss's braid had on Mm -hmm. teenage girls in like 2012 and 2013 she had the braid where it's like it starts on one side of your head and it kind of goes across and down and over Mm -hmm. one shoulder swear to god (laughs) you looked at any like high school girls athletic team in 2012 and like Mm -hmm. somebody had this braid like you yeah but It was everywhere. I, f- I think my hair was too short at the time to do it. So I could not. But I remember thinking that I wanted to. Oh, it was yeah. like the go-to braid.
3: And it was sure. all over Tumblr. Like this evolved into like the braid era of like the yes. 2010s. And I it just. Really did. It really did. It did. I'm not joking. And it I still don't how to
4: braid. I was really yeah. lucked out. I know. It yeah. was like a, a big trend, literally yes. because of this movie, we were all very dorky. Um, <laughs> and then my other highlight is the fire dress, which is iconic uh, mm. from the books. I just remember being excited for that scene, like in the movie theater, because, again, I was like a huge nerd. And I but also I loved fashion. And I was like, how are they going to set her dress on fire? <laughs> I, it, again, I, I guess I thought I lo- it looked good then. Uh, the CGI was a little bit a little bit rough and it's better in the next movie. But uh, still a great moment. Yeah. Agreed. Based on the movie alone, are you Team Gale or Team PETA? I'm going to ask this every time. Every movie, <laughs> we're going to have to answer this question. Starting us off, Liz Kelly, Team Gale or Team PETA? Will your answer <laughs> ever change? Probably not. No. I will be Team Gale for the rest of my
3: life. That should be obvious. In fact, we've talked about him so little in this movie. He becomes a larger part of this whole story. <laughs> he's arc. in like the first 10 minutes and that's it, basically. Mm-hmm. He is. But he's important. He is important. And that's... Yeah, eventually. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going Team Gale all the way. I mean, did anyone pick Peta? We both did. Oh my god, he's
4: not even in this movie. I'm trying to, you know, be fair to Mm -hmm. the sample uh, that we have in front of us. All right. I mean, Peta basically saves Katniss's life several times.
2: Right.
4: Uh, He's her ally in the arena. He saves her public-facing persona by creating this, you know, love story that they're in, which ultimately saves their lives. Uh, and Gail is sitting at home being mad at the TV. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I you know Josh Henderson. I'm not a fan, but I gotta give it to Peta for this one. Yeah. Amelia, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I mean, clearly Gail is gonna mean something later on, but I I was like, who? I don't I don't even remember his name. Sorry, I get and that. I, I get you know, that. and yeah. also he should have volunteered to be with her. Actually, yeah, so I did true. think
3: about that when I was rewatching. Like,
4: wh- yeah, what the hell? Right? I guess he he would have had. To be like, eventually, like, okay, you're gonna have to kill me now. But yeah, mm. a, true love would have done that. Just go to protect her, right. and then at the end, you're so right, just like off yourself. Wow, that's really exactly. dark. But that he really loved her. That's <laughs> what he would have done. This is the Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> next question: Who wrote it? I think it was me. Okay,
2: I think Kate wrote all of these. Go ahead. These I are great have.
4: questions. I wrote some way. of them. Uh, choose your fighter. If you were in the Capitol and you were betting on these games. You know, based on before they get into the arena, based on looks or, you know, their ranking or whatever, who would you have put your money on?
2: So wait, is this before we get the numerical rankings? No, you can do it after the the rankings before they're actually in the arena. Okay. Well, I said Katniss because she got an 11 or whatever.
3: I agree. I would have done that. I just filled out my March Madness bracket. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I probably (laughs) would have, I don't know what I would have done, but I would have gone with whoever wrote Kat, with Amelia, whoever wrote next to me. What about
4: you? So I think I would have been rooting for her, but because of that, I wouldn't wanted to, I wanted to bet on her,
1: you know, like That's I think fair. I would have
4: bet, taken the safe bet, gone with like the district one blondes who were like, you know, raised <laughs> yeah. as killers their entire lives and volunteered That's for this because true, they wanted yeah. to kill other children and be famous. I probably yeah. would have been like, I'm going to put money on you, but morally I'm going to root for her. That's right. Fair. So, right. Yeah. Um, Next one? who at tea time, including Kaya, uh, would survive the longest in the arena. We just did this with a boot camp, but this is a little bit different.
2: All right. Well, throw I us, said. Throw
4: us in this arena. Who's making it out?
2: I said you. I said Kate, because you posted that <laughs> awesome video series on your Instagram of you like freaking taking out people with a volleyball. So I think you could use a volleyball. Don't go, like, like that's an exaggeration. But, to they, s- but there's a volleyball. To cause severe brain damage.
4: Okay. Perhaps. Thank you for your. I don't it's, know. You know. For saying I that. Think,
3: Amelia, because I feel like she would absolutely kill it in the interview with Stanley Tucci. She's so personable, would win everybody over, oh and God. would get so many gifts and protection falling from the sky. She would just <laughs> outlive everyone because, like, oh.
4: everyone just loves her and wants to oh see her gosh. win. You know You're what I mean? Kind. Yes. Someone would mail her like a bazooka, and then she'd be yeah, set. exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I, feel I like agree. If you could just hide for long oh enough. You God. would win with all yeah, the protection. Thank you. My money is also on Amelia. I can't pee outside, so I would never make it. <laughs> I just would never make it in the woods. Um, sure. Unless Kaya has like hand-to-hand combat skills I don't know about. I Ooh. don't know that she has great odds either. Um, okay. Let me ask you guys. Why did not a single person even
3: think about me? <laughs> I, why do I you think, name every person here except for me?
2: I could see you winning. I, I, could, could, no. I really oh, could. Yeah? could. I really could. Oh, yeah? Could you? I could. Yes, because no. you're really funny and nice. <laughs> and I also, you are. And also, Liz making friends in the arena. I'm, yeah, seriously, you could make friends, but also, I feel like you could be sneaky. You could make friends with them and then just cut them down, you know? I don't feel confident about Liz's ability to take a
4: human life. I don't think, well, I that's true. Think she, uh, would yeah. sunburn. It, she would, she would, she sunburn on day one without, How dare her you? they're in a wooded sunscreen. forest. Not um, a lot of direct sunlight.
1: Also, you know. the
3: sun is a screen. So, regardless, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> Anyway, we
4: can move on. Well, we've agreed on Amelia. It's I'll remember this. Continue. <laughs> um, Kate. If you were in the arena, what weapon would you choose to defend yourself from the other children?
2: <laughs> oh, I, Oh, sorry. I wrote this one. Why are they all
4: young?
3: I don't know. Well, it's not like the mothers and fathers have to do it. It's like all the like probably
4: 18 and under, right? Isn't it just everyone? No, I don't think it so. Is every, the, isn't it? Because in the next one, oh, you're right. Because in the next one, it's... No, I don't want to spoil it. Um, okay. Well, actually well, I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, maybe you know, it is just okay. to a certain age. Cause there's no one old in this arena. They're all like actual, like actually our children. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Anyway, what weapon okay. would you choose? What's your move? Amelia? <laughs> <laughs> Poison
2: them with the berries. You know? Yeah. Like, that's smart. That's a smart Be move. Be like, yeah. here I
4: made you a cobbler. <laughs> exactly. And now they're all so that's true. smart. That's smart. Yeah. I agree with the poisoning route if you can, Thanks. but it's just anything long distance, you know, like climb a tree. Hmm. Don't come near me with your sword. Uh, maybe like throwing rocks. Sure. I don't think I could shoot a bow and arrow. So that's it's out. hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I think these kids
3: love a monologue so much <laughs> before they Stab people and chop people's heads off, oh. and that's what gets him. And actually, in like every action movie, there's like the villain, and he's like got him in a chokehold. And he's like, mm-hmm. "You're gonna die right <laughs> now." Take t- and then someone bludgeons them from behind. They go, "Oh," uh, they go, "Oh," and then they die. So I would try to like talk to them as they're about to kill me. Oh they're my like, god! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You going it? And then hopefully, some- I buy myself enough time that someone comes.
2: That's good. That's a good them. strategy. <laughs>
4: Thank you thank
2: you
3: I like that I like that this Um, last one's
4: truly deranged (laughs) important final question I asked this and then I thought of way more examples than I thought I would Uh, so this is a little got a little out of hand no these are great no this yours are great Uh, you know I was like I mean the Hunger Games would Mm. fall within the Ringer's coverage plan on so many levels so as someone who works with the Ringer programming every day I was like what would the Ringer's Hunger Games coverage plan look like if we had a meeting and we were like guys like, how are we going to cover the 74th Hunger Games? Like, what would our plan look like? So here, I ha- Amelia and I came up with some ideas. Uh, tea time. Capital fashion fails. Hottest tribute ships. And Seneca <laughs> Crane's beard. I mean, we would be obsessed with the beard for sure. It's <laughs> a uh, great beard, yeah. We would definitely ship Katniss and Peeta. We would be like, definitely. oh my God. These yeah. are the
3: Canadian figure skaters
4: of the Hunger Absolutely. Games, <laughs> We'd spend so much time trying to figure out if it was real or fake. Yeah. Um, And we would obviously be into, like, all the fashion. The fire dress. I mean, that would be, like, an emergency pod on its own. (laughs) The Bill Simmons podcast would do juiciest Hunger Games storylines with Ryan Rossillo. And are we (laughs) sleeping on Katniss Everdeen? (laughs) Uh, I would listen. I would listen to that. Uh, The press box. Caesar Flickerman revisits his top 10 Hunger Games moments. Nice. You know, a little back and forth with Shoemaker and Brian Curtis about... (laughs) his announcing days. Oh, um, and then on the editorial side, uh, it felt like Roger Sherman, you know, who recaps The Bachelor, a lot of sports mm. knowledge. It seems like yeah. he would be perfect for winners and losers at the Hunger Games night one. Every night, <laughs> yeah. he would recap like, ooh, you know, three cannons tonight. You hate to see it. What do we think is going to happen That's tomorrow? That's so true. you p- so right. jokes p- in
2: there. Because he also does that um, Olympics pod. So you're you're so right. He has the right
4: intersection of like reality TV and sports Mm -hmm. knowledge to -hmm. be like our Hunger Games blogging expert. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, Allison Herman would write something on why the hunger games should switch to streaming.
2: So <laughs> that's good. I would read <laughs> all of really it. Good. I would listen to all of it. Oh, it's so good. Amelia, Amelia well, you also yeah. had some, some great ideas. Oh, I had Zach Cram on the statistical average of all 24 tributes ranked. Incredible. One. We would do a um, draft. Gu- does uh, guide? Katniss deserve yeah. her 11 ranking? Ex- I would love yeah, to exactly. see the numbers, Zach Cram. <laughs> Me too. Um, and then I have like Ringerverse, the Hunger Games tributes draft because they mm-hmm. always do drafts. Yeah, you know? like past players. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Alan Siegel on the oral history of the 74th Hunger Games. You feel like he's always doing oral history. He ex- He'd get that really exclusive with like Prim Everdeen. Be like, what were you <laughs> yeah. thinking
4: in the moments that your sister <laughs> exactly. volunteered?
2: Gail, oh, Gail, God. what are your thoughts? Why oh, didn't
4: you volunteer to goodness. save Katniss? Um, Those are fantastic ideas. Great stuff. I would love to read and listen to all of it.
3: <laughs> this transitions exactly to the unanswerable questions because mine's still related to Hunger Games. I think nice. someone asked this in a mailbag once, but I'm curious if like reminding ourselves about The Hunger Games has changed your answers. Is this the bleakest slash like darkest childhood slash adolescent book that you read during that time? Because revisiting it and I was still kind of like not spooked by it per se, but a little <laughs> rattled. I was like, damn, I was reading this. I don't know. It's really dark. So I think this might be kind of the the bleakest book I read during that time. Do you guys agree?
4: It was definitely dark. And you know, they actually teach it in schools. My dad's a middle school English <laughs> teacher and I don't know if they still do, but this was on his syllabus for years. Like wow. he was teaching the Hunger Games books. Whoa. Damn. Uh, and it is pretty dark. I agree. It I is- don't I I texted my sister about this who has like an uncanny memory for these things. And I was like, what was the darkest book that we read uh, in childhood? And she came up with all these horrifying examples that I did not remember. But the one that I did remember was the two books that I think scarred me was uh The Roll Doll, The Witches mm. book, where like Oh my God. <laughs> I think that was like a younger crowd, but I was also like too young. And it's really oh. scary. And they have like the illustrations where they turn into the witch and it's like, Yes, holy crap. Yeah, I think really I scary. That too. And yeah. Really all of his books are messed up. There's another one about like yeah. a couple, like a a couple that like hated each other and were trying to like kill each other and they like fed each other worms and their spaghetti. Oh, and, like, God. that really stayed with me. <laughs> my God. <laughs> so, Roll Dahl, in general, is my answer. He was okay. simply too bleak for his uh, demographic. <laughs> he I would really argue. was. Did any of you guys read A Series of
3: Unfortunate Events? I couldn't get through those books. I was far yes. too scared. You know, I actually didn't. I skipped those. Oh, wow. I read, Good like,
2: a couple. You. Yeah. What, Amelia, do you have an They're answer depressing. to this? I mean, honestly, I guess it would be Harry Potter. But that's— yeah. Those two get you dark. Know. They get I mean, pretty they dark, do. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
3: Uh, Scary. And I think they get get really, really, really dark and we're
4: about to embark on this journey. So great. 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 (laughs) Can't wait. Um, All right. A little more, uh, you know, wholesome family entertainment. Mm -hmm. Uh, My question is, is Pixar finally coming out of their flop era? Oh,
2: my gosh.
4: It's been rough for a couple of years. You guys, they have not had a hit. Or at least one that I have truly loved. Okay, which is so you, my definition of a hit. Okay, um, I think Soul Soul kind of flopped. Did you guys watch Soul on Disney Plus? Do you even yeah. know what Soul is? Yeah, it was too close to um,
2: Inside, Inside Out, Out,
4: in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry. Um, I didn't love that one. The Good Dinosaur was the oh, girl. What? No one, no one <laughs> saw horrible. that. That's just what I'm saying. they were in their flop era. Um but they just released Turning Red uh on Disney Plus which is yes. about uh a young Chinese girl who is you know goes through puberty and becomes this like giant red panda which like runs <laughs> in the women and her family turn into a panda when they get mad and it's like you know an allegory for like growing up and stuff but uh it's had a lot of backlash because her mm. mom thinks that she's gotten her period when she's turned into this panda cuz she's like in the bathroom freaking out there's like a lot of jokes about that she like draws fan art of this boy band that she's obsessed with. And she and all her friends like, you know, I and a lot of people are like, oh, this is inappropriate for children. And first of all, it's not. Second yeah. of all, it's great. had a great time. Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. I think they are coming out of their flop era. This was a big win for me.
2: Yes, <laughs> I agree. I think I my one of my favorite parts of the movie is when. She drew. She had a crush on the guy who worked at a convenience store, and she drew him as a mermaid. <laughs> I love that part. Um, oh, and and then her mom found Plus. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, 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 okay. Cool. Um, and well, and then it also this one film critic guy. I think at Cinema Blend Ugh. had a a review, and he's like a middle aged white man. He was like, "This movie was not for me. Oh yeah, and I didn't like it." And everyone was like, "What?" the fuck is wrong with you like every other movie is relax yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it's like you don't have to fall under the demographic to like a movie and he was just like right. this is just too much this was just like a lot of i don't know teenage girls
0: yeah
4: Conser- like, there's a okay. conservative backlash of course to yeah. this movie Great. and it's like oh, just relax
2: and enjoy it I it was know. good agreed I it was cute yeah so yeah you know what they are out of their flop era thank yeah, you Kate. i agree <laughs> Last question. Last question. Um so this Monday and Tuesday the bachelor aired and it it's finale. And thankfully it is not coming back until July, so we've got a break. Um but Clayton who was the bachelor, he told three women he was in love with them and he slept with two of them and then the final one, Susie was like, well, if you have slept with any of these women or told them that you love them, I don't want to be here at the end with you. And then Clayton got angry and yelled at her. And then she left Iceland apparently, but then he had to tell the other two what happened. And they were pissed at him, obviously. And yet he convinced them both to stay and they met his family and everything. And it seemed to be going fine. And then at the end of night one, he was like, actually, I'm still in love with Susie, which was the girl, yeah, he broke up with. Yeah, so then he told the other two in the same room uh, that he wasn't in love with them. He loved Susie the most. So they were pissed. Uh. They were like, fuck you. And they left. And then Susie was still in Iceland. It was revealed. And (sighs) they got to the final rose ceremony. And he was like, I love you. I want to be with you. I'm sorry. And she was like, I don't, you, you and I, we aren't each other's person. And she leaves him. And so he's alone in Iceland. And then after the final rose comes on, and you know who comes back? Freaking Susie. And she goes, this is my boyfriend. Woo! Um, it was disgusting. It was appalling. <laughs> it was um, honestly obscene. And so this is all to ask, who is the most hated Bachelor? If not Clayton, who? Okay,
3: I have stopped watching, as you know. I know. I fit, yeah. I, after Matt James' season, I was like, I need a breather. I need, and I haven't Understandable. Since, however, I did hear about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think, was it, for all the times I was watching The Bachelor up until the last couple seasons, It I feel like it was a real faux pas to say that you were in love with someone, let alone yeah. multiple people. Every season now, they're so open about so being in open. love with at least two people, maybe <laughs> all know, three of them at the end feels yeah. like that's kind of the, the oh they gotta reel that back in they gotta like, reel it back in it's a recipe for disaster it's I still a, hate Ari I, the most anyway. I was gonna say
4: <laughs> as someone too. who doesn't watch just yeah. based on the backlash I've seen I would say it, it seems to be Ari however I have to say <laughs> and based on what you just said Liz like if I'm walking down the street and I'm not paying attention and I walk past where I'm trying to go, I'm embarrassed about turning around on the street and walking back and revealing to <laughs> passerbys I don't know that I was going the wrong direction and admitting do that, that mistake. And like the idea of someone on live television being like, I'm in love with this woman and then being okay with being like on national television, actually, no, I changed my mind. I made a mistake. I'm in love with this woman. Like I would never do that. If you pick someone it's just, I I would be married to them for like at least five years. <laughs>
3: Agreed. I know I, you think yeah. Or like you exactly. didn't want to marry them, you'll just go down the aisle you just anyway. Do it. You
1: you just,
0: to- I
4: mean, <laughs> after,
0: when you commit, I
4: would never like it would I don't know what I would do. I would never change my mind. Publicly These things are to that so fluid it's, now.
3: They pick one and then it's at the it's after it grows, they got someone completely different that they're with. It's attracting uh, me. Flip flops. Yeah. Amelia I mean, like, Deep Cut but don't people hate Juan Pablo? I didn't watch that season, but is it one of the eternal things? Right, I didn't watch it
2: either, but people oh, okay. do hate him because he essentially I think he told Claire who later became the Bachelorette. I it, the rumor was it that he told her I don't love you. I just love fucking you. It's so, so Yikes. he, Yeah. What? He sucks. He's just a horrible person. Because the so, bar is so high for the worst
3: bachelor.
2: I know. <laughs>
3: oh, I feel like, yeah, the I, recent era, at Stephanie Ari. I did not know about
2: that. Yeah. About yeah. Ari Pablo. sucks too. Um. So, yeah, not... Uh, it's really unanswerable. It's, okay, wait.
3: One <laughs> last unanswerable <laughs> question. Quickly, Amelia, whoever yeah. gets chosen as the next Bachelorette, do you think I should... Knowing them through the season, do you think I should dive back in?
2: Okay, so they actually did. They Oh, the nice. The two girls who were the... Ones that Clayton was like, I actually don't love you anymore. They're going to be double bachelorettes in the same season. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to happen. Apparently, I think they're going to go the Joe millionaire route where they have, you know, they're like, we have two millionaires. Now they're like, we have two bachelorettes. Huh. So, but you know what? One of them, they both seem really sweet, but there's one that I think has truly won over the hearts of Bachelor Nation. Her name is Gabby. I think you'd really like okay. her. She's, she's really funny and sweet. And she also gave Clayton the business. She was like, you can't do this. And she nice. she was so eloquent and she just reamed him. And it was really great to see. Okay, great. We shall see. Um,
3: okay, that's it. We're wrapping up. Thank you guys. I know this was a long episode. Thank you to our producer, Kaya. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Waddlemeyer.